Hey, welcome to another episode of Fantasy Frenemies. Uh, tonight we have got joining me tonight this evening on a very rainy, muggy night. I believe it's a lot of storms coming through. Bobby couldn't join us tonight because there's there's power outages where he is. But tonight I have with me both Tim and Brandon. How are you doing tonight, Tim? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, happy that the storm didn't get as bad as it uh, it was supposed to get. So. Uh, just sitting here talking to you guys, again, watching a little Dodgers Brewers game going. So, oh, and Brandon, how are you? This first time you've been um, on the show. It is glad to be here. Doing well, doing well. All right, well, we're, deserved. <laughs> we're glad to have you this evening. Uh, listen, tonight we've got a big show. I don't, I don't know how long this show is going to be. Uh, we have got a lot of things coming at you. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the major league standings like we do every Thursday night. We got stats from major league teams, which give us a lot of insights on players that we might want to pick up on the waiver wire, uh, just because their teams are doing really well. We also have uh, with us tonight. We're gonna play a little ad or fad. Are these players ads uh, that have been added recently in Yahoo leagues this week? Are they ads or are they just a fad that'll quickly go away? And we'll also look ahead to the weekend series. You know, one of the things you may have noticed on the last show, we got a little music. A big thank you to Brandon. Brandon, you're the one who got us that music. I appreciate that. Uh, Brandon and our league, uh, Career Minor Leaguers, is known as the BLB team this week. You used to change that a lot more than you change it this this year. I know. I, I've kind of set with that. It's uh, I was going with trying to get a joke every week or so, but... <laughs> BLB seems to just be a fit. And and what does BLB stand for? Uh, the Bush League Bandits. Bush. Okay, all right. Bush. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for the music very much. Uh, I like that. You know what I did? I got to do this last time. And and also I want to thank a random YouTuber that I watched to earn my editing badge. I I watched her put show me how to do this on YouTube. I don't even know who it was. But thank you so much for that because I got to get my editing badge. What I did, just to encourage myself to continue to learn how to edit these things a little bit better, and I, I appreciate all the listeners for being patient with us as we try to work some of these things out, I went out and got me a little vest, you know, like you used to have in the Boy Scouts whenever you had in the Boy Scouts. And I wear it every time we do a podcast. We're not on video, but I wear it every time we do a podcast. And whenever I do something new, like the music, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do something new with the music even tonight or editing, I put a little badge on it. So, you know, I get a little I get a little editing badge. I, I don't really do that, but I, I think it might be something I need to do because I, the show as the show gets better, I need to be rewarded somehow for doing uh, progressing along the way. Guys, please please what? tell me you wear pants when you're doing this with the best. <laughs> please tell me that. We will have to wait until we are actually recording. Um Look, after one week into the year, we can make a we can. I, I don't know if we can make safe assumptions about things because a lot of different scheduling conflicts maybe happen. Uh, weather takes takes part in this early time of the year, but we can go over the major league standings, and I think what we can find out are you know teams that are really doing well, maybe surprisingly well, or teams that are doing uh, maybe surprisingly bad. So as we look at those standings this evening. I'm waiting on my internet. Maybe maybe my internet went down. That's, no, here it is. All right, so as we go over the standings tonight, we're going to start off in the American League East, and the Tampa Bay Rays are sitting on top of the American League East at a 14-4 and record, 
followed by the Yankees at eight and ten, Toronto at eight and twelve, Baltimore at seven and twelve, and Boston's down there at the bottom at six and thirteen. That puts them eight and a half games behind first place. What do you guys think? What's going on in the American League East? It's a it's a shade of itself from last year for sure. Um, did not see Tampa Bay pulling off this start, and did not see New York or Boston playing this poorly <laughs> to start the season. I mean, uh, you look at Boston; their roster didn't change dramatically for for them to be having this slow of a start. And I, I would I really want to know what's the worst start for a team the year after they win the won the World Series. I just I want I, I need to look that up. Uh, we'll get our statistician on that. Uh, over in the American League Central, Cleveland is uh, sitting on top of that, 11 and seven. Nothing's changed really. It seems like Minnesota is trying to hang in there at nine and seven, just one game behind. Detroit surprisingly is sitting at nine and nine, 500, two games behind first place. The White Sox, my surprise team, sitting at seven and 11, four games back in Kansas City at seven and 12. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of things that jump out at me there. Uh, that 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 division's pretty much fallen right into place. In the American League West, we have Houston sitting on top of that one as well, uh, just like we would probably suppose at 12 and six. But there's Seattle at 13 and eight, just a half a game back. Texas sitting at 10 and seven. Oakland 11 and 10, and Los Angeles is at eight and 10, four games back. So another close division early on this year. Anything jump out at you guys from there? Uh, Brandon, you got anything? No, no, I was trying to look up this uh, worst worst start after. Man, I was just trying to look that up too. <laughs> <Don't worry>. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you a couple of things. Seattle has a run differential of thirty. They have outscored their opponent by thirty runs by by having one hundred and thirty two runs scored and only allowing one hundred and two runs. That's a, that's a big uh, allowance they have, but still, the thirty run differential is is just huge right now. They they are it, on a six game losing streak. Oh, I see that. Uh, the only person above them as far as a run differential in the American League are the Tampa Bay Rays. This is crazy. They've al- they've they've scored 90 runs. They've only allowed 43 runs, and that's a run differential of 47. So that is that is just huge. And I believe that 43 is the best in the majors. Oh, it's, it's probably I haven't scrolled yeah, all the way it, down there. But yeah. It is. It's the it's the it's the lowest the runs allowed in the whole whole thing so <laughs> over in the nl east with philadelphia sitting on top of there no no surprise there 11 and 6 the mets are sitting in second place at 10 and 8 washington 9 and 8 atlanta 9 and 9 a 500 record for the uh expected uh doing really uh, that people expected the braves to do a little bit better than 9 and 9 but once again i think that that might have a lot to do with the scheduling early in the year and miami no surprise here at 4 and 15 eight games back <laughs> A 211 winning percentage for Miami. Not very good. Yeah, the, but it was expected. <laughs> in the NL Central, we have Milwaukee sitting on top at 12 and 7, Pittsburgh at 10 and 6, the Cardinals sitting at 10 and 8 in third place. The Cubs are no longer in the cellar, 8 and 9, with a nice little three game winning streak going on. And the Cincinnati Reds sitting at 5 and 12, lost four in a row, six games behind first place. Pittsburgh really surprises me there. I, I didn't expect that. Yeah, that is that that surprises me as well. Um, that, I still think Milwaukee and St. Louis are the uh, cream of the crop in that in that division. You know, when you look at Pittsburgh, the runs scored and the runs allowed, it's fifty nine to fifty four. 
that means a lot of save opportunities right there for the you know it, whenever I just glance at that I would imagine that that leads to a lot of save opportunities because that that's just a very close number. Yeah. Uh, let's see in the NL West we got the Dodgers sitting on top Tim twelve and eight, San Diego Padres eleven and eight, Arizona ten and nine, San Francisco eight and twelve, and Colorado six and twelve, five games behind first place. San Diego that uh, addition of Machado and the pitching staff really it has it seems to be, have improved since last year. But when you look at their run differential, they've scored 68 runs, have allowed 80 runs. That's they have a minus 12 uh, run differential, and they're sitting on uh, second place, only a half a game back. So it doesn't look like that's very sustainable. <laughs> yeah, and they've lost three straight. I, I tell you, the the Rockies are turning things around. They've won three. They've won three straight. And uh, it look, it's starting to look like they're starting to put put things together. Um, I mean, they don't have they have a good roster, so it's, I, I don't think that they will stay there at the bottom very long. Uh, just scrolling around here a little bit, I see the Miami Marlins. They have a negative forty nine run differential. They've <laughs> uh, scored forty eight, but have allowed ninety seven. Uh, they are supposed to have a stellar pitching staff, but obviously that offense is not producing a whole lot of uh, runs right now at this point. No, 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 no. Uh, One of these things I like to look at, too, are the sortable stats by the teams. And the sortable stats gives the home runs and everything for the team. The league leader in home runs, uh, can you guys guess who that is? Just take a shot in the dark. Mm, The Dodgers. Dodgers (laughs) are second second place. Uh, I was close. Yeah, they're 38. They're four games behind the Seattle Mariners right now. The Oakland Athletics are at 37, and the Brewers are at 35. Nobody else is uh, a couple of teams right there at 30. But and and the Detroit Tigers. Okay, so the so the leaders have got 42 home runs. The Seattle Mariners. Do you know how many home runs the Tigers have as a team? Four. Four. Tim. Uh, I'll go with five. Okay, seven. <laughs> this is not the price is right. You can't just spend one dollar. They have seven, seven home runs as a team right now. Uh, quite a disparity. That is half of what the the Pirates have, who are tied for second to last, I guess, with Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland and Pittsburgh both have thirteen home runs apiece. So Detroit is sitting at seven. That is a long. That that is that is so far away. That is nothing. That is almost still- nothing. They're still a 500 ball club. You know what is how many how many uh, do you know how many active roster spots a major league baseball team has? Like 30 maybe. Something like that. Something like that. You know, out of those out of, out of all the players on the Detroit Tigers, if you compared them to me, they only have seven more home runs than I do right now. That's that's not saying that's not saying a whole lot if you're a Detroit Tiger. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's I have- see. I think what I have was, half half of the Detroit Tigers on my team. <laughs> well, that may <laughs> explain some things. Also, swinging for the fences, the Seattle Mariners strike out the most as a team, 211 strikeouts. They've played a couple more games. They, it seems like they have the most games played, too, right next to the Oakland Athletics, who you would think strike out a lot. At least that's what I would think when I immediately thought that. But they're in the bottom five as far as strikeouts goes. Uh, but Seattle's right there at 211. Toronto is at 199 for strikeouts. So that is uh, um, 
that just jumps out at me. And the most running teams, the Kansas City Royals with 21 steals, the Mariners have got 19, and the Tampa Bay Rays have 18 steals. And if you have got a Cincinnati Red, a Toronto Blue Jay, a Minnesota Twin, or a Philadelphia Philly, uh, even the Yankees, they're all sitting there uh, with three for the Reds, four for the Blue Jays and Twins, and five for the Yankees, the Phillies, and the Dodgers. Not 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 running a lot there on those teams. So, so just think about hitting, that. Hitting you, home runs all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> just think about that as you go into your uh, looking for waiver wire people and everything. Just think that some of these things are philosophies by the coaches and uh, obviously the the Kansas City coaching staff they're they're sending those people just running like crazy and so are Seattle and we talk about Seattle and Tampa Bay both of them are right up there when it comes to run scored in the league so maybe there might be another little shift there of trying to steal more bases to produce more runs possibly never know we'll see what happens in the future i'll tell you what i know i don't know if you guys have ever seen this have you watched like the daily home runs to see how the home runs go out every single day. What do you mean? Well, like on Twitter, there's, there's, there's. I'll catch this on a nightly basis almost, where they just show every home run in like a, you know, a thirty second span or something. They just show the the bat hitting the ball and pow, 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 pow. You know, uh, just one right after another. And, and there, there's a debate right now on whether or not the balls are juiced this year. Are the balls juiced? And when I sit there and watch the way the home runs look coming off the bat and the direction they're flying and the people who are hitting them, it, it almost just looks like the balls are just a little bit uh, what excited to go out of the park. I don't know how you can. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have noticed that. Well, we have, uh, it, it's been, it's been caught in the past, so I, I wouldn't put it past uh, players to, to be doing that. I I have a friend who I have a friend who pretty much can't watch baseball anymore just because, you know, players that he loved growing up like uh Barry Bonds and all that kind of stuff have been gotten in trouble for all that. So he just kind of he can't even watch baseball anymore. So you know, major league, major league can wind those balls just a little bit tighter too to make them bounce off that bat a little bit harder. A little bit I faster. My opinion, I think they should. I mean, it just makes it more interesting. And we should also also be giving them steroids too before each game. <laughs> just just to say, I mean, it. yeah. I mean, pitching pitching gets better. Seems to get better like every every year too. Like there just seems to be these really good pitchers that come out of nowhere. And it, uh, you know, I don't see. I think it gets harder with all the, with the with these good pitchers coming out. So, I mean, what are the batters supposed to do? So, I gave a listener challenge uh, to tell me what uh, or tell us what uh, you could do before and after the draft, or what you think you should have done better. And you can reach us at the Fantasy Frenemies or Fantasy Frenemies anytime you want to get in touch with us. Fantasy Frenemies at yahoo.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter, at Fantasy Frenemies on Twitter, Podbean app. You can download all the uh, past broadcasts uh, that you can and just laugh at the editing skills that I had. But you can download that on the Podbean app and just just search for Fantasy Frenemies. Frenemies is always spelled F-R-I-E-N-E-M-I-E-S. 
And I had asked the listeners, what would you have done differently for the draft? And uh, let's see, there's a guy named Hughes. Hughes told me that he would have drafted a better catcher. And he said catcher was just a position he cannot fill and he cannot get anybody off the waiver wires to make it. He just wishes he would have drafted a better catcher. I would agree with him on that. Uh, catcher was one of those positions that I went after this year, and I actually got the two I had targeted. So I was very pleased by doing that. Uh, Mark Mark uh, got in touch with me, and he said, no way would I have drafted Hugh Darvish and Ostadio. <laughs> he, he also had Ostadio on his team. So he was Ostadio's like catcher, first base, second base, third base eligible, or something like that. He's, he's many positioned eligible eligible but he wouldn't have drafted him but i think mark did a lot of yahoo drafting so maybe mark's real thing would be not to let yahoo draft for him but at the same time he might have a better team because he let yahoo draft have you guys ever let yahoo just draft for you or is that something you do all the time no i, I always make my own picks yeah you always what about you brandon i i have not but uh in my fantasy football league that i'm in at work the winner the last three years has done auto draft, so. Oh, I that's got That would aggravate me so yeah, bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, <laughs> it does. Yes. I mean, he don't even he sets them up and acts like he don't even care, but every year he just kills us. So. Bob Bobby, who's not with us tonight, but he sent me. Uh, he wanted to participate in this a little bit. He, he one of his strategies was to draft DL players. Uh, because then he, you know, he can he can put him on the DL a little bit, and then he can go to the waiver wire and pick him up. And I like that strategy if I could find a DL player myself, so I can kind of sneak him in there, and then go to the waiver wire and find somebody. Because there's always people on the waiver wire right after you draft. The bad thing is, is there's been so many DL players this year. It really put Bobby in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of came back to haunt him a little bit this year. But I appreciate you participating. Hopefully Monday we'll think of something else that we can uh, get some listener activity on. But right now I want to play some games. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I was I was going to mention uh, oh, yeah, you, a couple yeah. couple of guys that uh, that I, I I wouldn't have taken Chris Bryant so early. Mm. I took him with my third pick, and uh, and also uh, uh, Zach Granke. I probably wouldn't have taken him in my sixth pick. Um. Both guys, Zach Granke's under underperforming. Chris Bryant, he's still on my on the fence if I'm going to keep him or not. <laughs> so, what about you, Brandon? Do you have any draft day regrets? Uh, a lot, a <laughs> lot. I did actually, uh, but I'm trying to make up for it now. I'm cutting loose some people. Uh, I'm trying to jump on the waiver wire, but. It just don't seem to help. <laughs> and, sometimes, and like I was saying in the last episode was that, uh, you know, it's not the draft is not going to make or break your season. The What's going to make or break your season is, is your, is your waiver wire pickups because you could yeah. pick up that guy. You could pick up a, a rookie or something. Who's just going to, you know, have that rookie of the year type season and he, he'll, he'll win you your season for you. So, yeah, uh, that that's really what makes or break makes or break a season. Well, for me, my draft day, and I said this last show, but it, it, I, I am no longer going to draft rookies. I don't care. I'm not buying into the hype. <laughs> Sometimes I buy into the hype a little bit too much. I usually try and cut myself off from reading articles, 
listening to podcasts or anything like that about a week or two before my draft because I already have all my information. I do a million mock drafts leading up to the draft day. I just I draft all mock drafts all the time. I love doing mock drafts. And so I already have all my information. I know what I want to do. But then those little those little those little sayings of people that I've heard, hey, you know, Garrett Hampson's gonna really steal a lot of bases in Colorado, you know, he's gonna do that. And, oh, hey, uh, uh, Mr. Winker over there in Cincinnati, he's uh, gonna be a 300 hitter. And so I get this little thing <laughs> in my head going, and I start reaching for these people who haven't proven themselves. So no more rookies in my drafts. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It's not gonna happen. All right, so let's play a little game. Uh, this this game is gonna be called tonight. Uh, is 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 it a good ad or are they just a fad? All right. Good ads are just a fad. All these players over the last week have been the most added players in Yahoo leagues, and they've been added in our league. There's still going to be a couple more that we're going to mention tonight that have not been added in our league as of right now. That are that as before as, as the show is being recorded, as far as I know. Uh, <laughs> so as as we in our pregame in our pregame uh, show conference. Brandon saw one of these names and he said, oh, really? <laughs> so I don't know if he added them or not. We'll find out here in a second. <laughs> but is this a good ad or just a fad? And Tim, I'll go to you first. Scott Kingery, he has three position, elig- has three position eligibility, third base, shortstop, and outfield. This week, over the last seven days, he's nine for 17. He's got four runs scored, two home runs, six RBIs, one stolen base, and he's hitting 529. Is Scott Kingery a good ad or just a fad? Oh, I think he's a great ad, uh, especially with uh, uh, Jean Segura, uh, you know, being banged up. And and what from what I read is that Segura is the injury that he has could be kind of that lingering type injury where it might bother him for most of the season. So Kingery could be a guy that steps in there whenever Segura can't play and. Uh, the way Kingery's been going off, and and being that he can play multiple positions, yeah, he's a great pickup. Uh, I would agree with you. I I like Scott Kingery. He was one of my rookies last year that I drafted, and I promise you that first week he was he was he was hot as all get out, and then after that he dropped off like a dead fly, man, and. And I couldn't get him off my team quick enough. I remember giving Bobby a hard time that I had drafted the rookie of the year, and and it wasn't even close. He was all hype and no production last year. So uh, the best I can tell that that right now is a great ad. I love uh, the, the King Riyadh. Uh, Brandon, I'm going to send this next one over to you. All right. Hunter Dozier. 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 He plays for Kansas City's first base and third base eligible. I picked him up earlier this week, but did I make a good ad, or is he just a fad? He's 13 for 28 this week, seven runs scored, three home runs, six RBIs, and he's batting 464 this week. I think he is a good ad. I think his bat's hot, and I think he's, I think he's going to stay strong. I like him I mostly. So. I like the third base eligibility. Yes. Um, he, a third base. I was I was having a tough time finding third base eligibility right there, uh, this year, and I, I was glad to find Dozier. And I think Tim, you got one of my early ads that I wanted to get to, but I just I was I was too married to my players, and I never wanted to drop anybody. Who was that guy? I can't remember who it was. Uh, Place for Tampa Bay, the outfielder, first base, third I, base eligible. Did I pick him up? You did. 
Oh, yeah, uh, Diaz. Yeah, yeah, you picked up my Yandy Diaz. That's my guy. Just but he you know. he is not uh he has not been performing the way he was before I added him. So, <laughs> so you would say he was a fad, okay? <laughs> Tim, I got one here for you, a catcher uh, named Jorge Alfaro. Alfaro, he uh, is a catcher, and he has been this week. He is seven of fifteen, one home run, one run. Excuse me, one run, zero home runs, zero RBIs, zero stolen bases, but. He is batting 467 whenever he plays. Now, I remember a couple of nights ago we talked about him and he had those issues going on. So uh, do you think that he is a good ad or just a fad? Uh, <laughs> well, just I, I, I would take him because catcher is a catcher is a like you, you were, we were talking about catcher is a, you know, it's rare to find a, a decent catcher out there. So. I think he is a good ad just based on his position and his batting average. Because you, if you if you're struggling in, on your batting average, he uh, he can bring it up for you. You want him? Because I I listened to y'all the other night and I went ahead <laughs> and picked him up and he's done nothing. Hey, for he me. went he went two for four for you yesterday. What are you talking about? He should have went four for four. <laughs> That's what I need. I need. I need him to sell it out. I need him to take it all the way. I need him to step up his game. Okay, the last one, two, three, four, five. The last five games he's played, he's had at least one hit. So, I mean, you can't complain when the guys. I mean, he may not be producing the runs or the RBIs or anything like that, but you're getting the batting average from him, and the batting average can be a hard thing to keep um, week to week. So. I think one of the hardest things with catchers is finding ones that have enough at bats because catcher is one of those positions. Oh gosh! Don't get. I mean, yeah, you're about to get me started on on my catchers. <laughs> and that's one of the first things I look through on those sortable stats whenever I'm looking for a catcher is how many times do they bat a week? There are a lot of catchers will take two two nights off a week, maybe or two games off because it is a very strenuous position. I think that's probably one of the hardest ones next to pitcher. Uh, they wear, wear so much equipment, man. They get beat up so much that they really try and not let them bat as much. They're squatting all the time, too. So, I mean, <laughs> it's not good on your knees. No, not at all. All right, so we got we got that. So we think uh, Jorge Alfaro, nah, a good ad because of the batting average and the scarcity of the position. Here's one. Dwight Smith Jr., Brandon, this one's for you. Dwight Smith Jr., <laughs> he's a uh, place for Baltimore. He's an outfielder. Eight, eight for 26 this week, six runs, three home runs. And now listen, these are good stats. Six runs, three home runs, eight RBIs, one stolen base, and he bats 308. Uh, he bats in that Baltimore lineup at the top of the lineup usually. And I think he usually bats before Trey Mancini, who's having a great year right now. So what do you think of Dwight Smith Jr.? I think he's one of the greatest pickups you could ever have right now. But uh, he is hot right now, and I just added him. So he's probably going to cool off in the next couple You added him during the show? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pre-show. <laughs> okay, so you, you picked him up before the show even started. So we can't even uh, – all right, Tim, so do you think uh, Brandon's ad was a good ad or just a fad? Uh, fortunately, because he's playing this with me this week, I do think it is a – I do think it's a good ad. So, But I'm hoping it work, it doesn't work out for him. That's right. You two are fa- you're two you two are facing off this week. Yeah. 
That's right. Uh, and and speaking of that, I just now I was looking through my phone as you were talking to try to get to somebody, and I see that uh, Carrie and I are are tied at four apiece in our week this week. Carrie is actually I I have taken the lead five to four. I got an extra stolen base just as we spoke. So I don't know who got that extra stolen base for me, but have a big thank you. A big thank you needs to go out to Tommy Pham tonight. He having a, having a great game. One run scored. One home run, two RBIs, and one stolen base. He's coming through like a champ for me tonight. So I appreciate that, Mr. Fam, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, but Kerry and I are tied, or five and four. I'm taking that lead right there over him. Kerry is one of my longtime frenemies. Uh, I've known him for a long time. We used to play on the same softball team together. And Brandon, I remember playing a softball game against the red team uh, that, you know, we had a blue and a red team and I, I, it was a game that you were playing. Uh, I was playing against you. And I don't know if you remember this game or not. Uh, Tim, we, we, we both play for the same church and we kind of had an older team and a younger team. Okay. And I played on the older team. Brandon played on the younger team. I'm not sure that you were the, were you the oldest on the team at I, that time? I was, I was the oldest. Yeah, and the most good looking, just to let you know yeah, that oh, was yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so anyway, we we played them. They were kind of like our little brothers, and we were beating up on them pretty good for the first couple of games, uh, for the first couple of seasons we had these two teams, but then they started getting a lot better. And they they really started I mean it was it was right here on the verge of them being able to beat us, but we still had this mental thing <laughs> over them. Yeah. And they just couldn't break through there. Their talent couldn't break through there. But, I mean, they were right there on the verge, and we, we all knew it. So I tried to intimidate the blue team or the red team. I'm a pitcher, right? And uh, I don't know if you remember this or not, Brandon, but I started pitching to you guys by closing my eyes. I would close my oh, eyes. Yeah. And then Yes, I do. Right. I think I struck out. You did strike and, out? Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, No, wait, I flied what? out. I popped up. What did the what did the closing of the eyes do? It threw me off my game. It took me off. I would I don't don't know. As they would walk to the plate, and I would only pick out a couple of them to do it to every once in a while. Um, But as they walked to the plate, I would look them right in the eyes because they'd always want to give me a hard time, you know. And I try to give them a hard time. I would look them dead in the eyes, and they would look at me. I would close my eyes, and then I would pitch the ball. (laughs) And and the umpire would call. The umpire would call it a strike because the umpire knew what was going on, too. So they were having a little bit of fun with it. But, I mean, they were good pitches, and they would call them a strike. And I, I heard them as they walked back to the dugout. I heard some of them say, did he close his eyes? Did he close his eyes? So I was trying to – but it carry anyway, Carrie and I played on the same team. And it was really like one of those last uh, at-bats for the red team. And this big dude, man, he hit it right back at me. Okay? <laughs> he hit it right back at me. And we we had the lead by a couple of runs, but the bases had a lot of base runners on them. And I had to decide what I was going to do. And I couldn't let that ball go through. So I closed my legs as fast as I could. And that ball hit off my shins. Oh, yeah. And and it hurt so bad. And, And I ran up there and I got the ball and I threw the guy out at first. But a run scored from third. And Kerry was was in our dugout. He was our designated hitter, I think, that game. He looked at me. And he said, why didn't you throw it to home? He kind of yelled it at me, you know, why didn't you throw it to home? I'm, I'm barely able to walk. I took that ball. I held it up to Kerry and I said, do you want to pitch? And, and he, he just looked at me and said, no, you can do that. You can do that. <laughs> so, 
Carrie and I have a history, but but we're frenemies is what we are. And uh, that's one of the things that we, we pride ourselves on is that we are brothers in Christ. We're good friends, and we can take these kind of little battles with us um, throughout fantasy sports. And that's one of the things that gets us close. So uh, we have some pitchers, too. I, I got to say, I never I didn't think you guys played so many mind games in uh, slow pitch softball there. Oh, really? no, it's it's warfare. all-out warfare (laughs) so we have some pitchers and these are a lot of pitchers that were added in our yahoo league as well maybe by our teams and they might still be available but the we we are in a 10-team league and so a lot of these pitchers are are streamed right now okay so they're streamed and they might be on a team today but maybe not on a team tomorrow but one of the questions you got to ask yourself are these pitchers worth keeping or are they just worth streaming for example, Jordan Lyles pitches for Pittsburgh. He's a starting pitcher, relief pitcher eligibility, so that that's important to have. Uh, this year, he has pitched 11 innings, one win, 12 strikeouts, so he, he strikes out one one uh, one person per inning, a .82 ERA, and a .91 WHIP. He has he has pitched against the Cubs and the Reds this year. Uh, is Tim? Is he somebody worth keeping, or is he just worth streaming? Hmm. It, well, it doesn't. How, how many how many starts has he had this year? Just two. Just two starts. It's the Cubs and the Reds. Uh, I would. Uh, I mean, I I only have one guy on this list that year when when we get to it. But uh, there's only one guy on this list that I consider keeping. Pretty much everybody else I consider streaming. So Lyles is one of the one I consider streaming. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, Brandon, what about you? This is one of your guys. I think you had him on your team last year. Frankie Montas. For I Oakland. did, and then I picked him up earlier this week because I was looking and I saw those three wins. But I'm thinking about keeping him, actually. All right, so you think Frankie Montas is a keeper? I, I think so. I think right. so. His ERA is a little high or higher than I'd like to see it, but uh, it's not not going to affect my decision. He's got a .94 whip, so that's that's really good. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, in his games, too, he's played Houston twice, who's the top of their division that we talked about. Baltimore once, who's a very hot team. So, uh, Frankie Montas, you decided to keep him. Uh, Tim, what about Mike Miner? Plays for Texas. That's 20. the guy who I who I think about keep, you should keep. Okay. And what are your reasons for that? Um, He's – I think he – as far as I know, he's the only one that's pitched a complete game this year. Huh. So he, it was a complete game, uh, no run scored. Um, and I, I, if he can pitch like that this early in the season, I, I think he's a keeper. Brandon, what about Caleb Smith? You ever hear of Caleb Smith? He's from Miami. He pitches. Uh-huh. Uh, he's pitched against Philadelphia, Atlanta, and New York. A uh, total of 17 innings pitch, one win out of those, 21 strikeouts, and just a .88 whip with a .265 ERA. Do you think he's just a streamer or a keeper? I think he's a streamer just because of uh, the team that he's on or how his team's performing. I'd I mean, agree with that. Yeah, you never know if you're going to get a win with him just because of who the matchup That's may be. That's true. And in a tough division, too, if you think about the Philadelphia, Atlanta, New York, that's that's those are tough. Right there. And uh, last one here. Uh, I'll take this one. Jose Quintana for Chicago. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, you you can have this one, Wes. <laughs> yeah. Well, we talked about him a little bit. I no, he's a he's a streamer. But I'll tell you what: if you can get Quintana for a little while and just keep him keep him for a little while, when he's hot like he is right now, I would go for it. I would go for it. Um, and he's right now he's trying to hold down that Cubs Chicago Cubs pitching staff as far as being the ace of that staff right now. Kyle Hendricks, Lester, I think, is on the DL. He might be coming back soon. But Kyle Hendricks just ha- is not performing very well. Cole Hamels is still good. But uh, Jose Quintana is lighting it up. He's got 29 Ks and 21 innings pitched. And that includes a terrible, horrible Milwaukee Brewers start uh, where I think he let up a total of 72 runs that game, possibly. Listen, there's a couple of news and notes we want to get to. Um, Herrera. For Philadelphia, the outfielder, he's been put on the 10-day disabled list. Dahl, for Colorado, he's been activated. And Gene Sekiro, he was out tonight. And like you said, Tim, he's got a hamstring issue that could be lingering. Anytime, anytime I get one of those short stops with a hamstring issue or a groin issue, it's always one of those things that might be a lingering issue that leads on to other ailments in the yeah. lower part of their body. So uh, keep those people in mind. Guys, here's a couple of people. They earned saves this week. Any of them worth owning? Just tell me. Uh, Joe Bignani? 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 How do you say that? Bignani? Bignani. He plays for Toronto. He got a save this week. Jared Ikerhoff. Ikerhoff for Philadelphia. He got a save this week. Junior Guerrero. He got a save this week. And so did. Here here you go. You ready? Yoshisha Hirano. How's that? Did I do that one well? Nice. Mm. I'm impressed. That's yeah. a lot better than I would have done. Well, I, I can't pronounce American Sit. names, but I'm real big in Japan. Okay, Just oh, call okay. him Yoshi. Just call Yoshi. him Yoshi. Okay. Uh, all these guys <laughs> have got one save this week. Any of those guys worth picking up and putting on your team for the weekend? I think you're going to have more save opportunities with Guerra than you are anybody else. Yeah. Maybe maybe Eikhoff as well. Um based on the teams that they're on. I would agree. Yoshi, uh, he performed really well last year for uh, so with Arizona. So he's always had, he's always been one of those guys that I've kept my eye on. He just had a super low ERA and whip, and uh, he, he did really well last year. And so I've tried to keep my eye on him, but this year he's not quite the same pitcher as he was. So His ERA is a little high. Yeah. <laughs> for a reliever, <laughs> a yeah. Bit. Yeah. And a and a two point one four whip this year. Yeah, I'd say it's oh, a little yeah. high. A little bit. Well, maybe he's trying to get uh maybe he's playing pinball. We just don't know maybe. that. Maybe. Maybe. All right. So coming up this weekend on uh, the weekend series, anything you guys are looking forward to watching or seeing? I know Arizona is playing uh, at my at, at the Cubs and they had just got done sweeping the Atlanta Braves, so I think Cleveland's coming to town and bringing the mops just to follow up that clean sweep that the Braves had received by Arizona. So I'm looking forward to that Arizona series because I think the Cubs will be able to keep their winning streak alive. Uh, I'm interested, obviously, in this Dodgers-Brewers series that just started tonight, actually. Uh, So they've got a four-game series this weekend going until Sunday. Kershaw will uh, be pitching and... It'll be his first real test, I think. Uh, that Cincinnati one was just a warm-up. But Milwaukee's uh, got a stellar lineup, so uh, that's going to be an interesting one. The Chicago White Sox have got a good matchup against those Detroit 
Tigers that we talked about. So the White Sox should be a hot team this weekend. Ooh, I got. Uh, I know Braves and Indians might be a good series too. Yeah, uh, it, it, it you know the the Braves don't do a good job of throwing runners out, so those Cleveland Indians might get a lot of stolen bases this week. And I know there's some Indians on our waiver wire uh, out there who who like to steal a base or two. The Colorado Rockies. I'm sorry, Brandon, you dropped. I saw earlier today that you that you uh, dropped Charlie Blackman. I picked him up, and one of the reasons why is because the Rockies have got a great series against Philadelphia uh, in the in Rocky Stadium. I don't know if it's just because of matchups or whatever it is, but they are supposed to be on fire this weekend and all next week as well. So if you see any Colorado Rockies out there, you may want to pick them up. Blackman probably will. He probably will have a good series this weekend because I cut him off my team. That's, <laughs> That's always how it works, isn't it? It's always they, how it they works. They come to my team to die. <laughs> An interstate rivalry. Houston plays at Texas this this week, so uh, your Astros might end up uh, doing doing really well. Kansas City is at the Yankees, and the Yankees cannot throw anybody out whatsoever. So those Kansas City Royals, fire them up, fire them up, and let them steal bases. Is what I is what it looks like uh, to me. And L L A is uh, playing Seattle this weekend at home. So Seattle will be playing in Los Angeles this weekend, and that that one I think is going to be a good series as well. All right, guys, got anything else to close them out or to lead us off into into Sunday? Uh, I I got I got something I got to get off my chest. Okay, Uh-oh. so. I picked up this a uh, couple, maybe week, maybe maybe I've had him for about a week. Josh Fagley from the Oakland Athletics catcher. The guy <laughs> is the guy is the second best hitter on the team as far as ERA. He has let me let me pull up his stuff real real quick. Okay, he's got <clears throat> three home runs this year in only you know he's got three home runs. 10 runs and nine RBIs and 42 at bats. And he's batting 310. Second best. In, but they're only putting him in the, they're, they're, he's, he's lined up in the ninth spot every time. <laughs> every time he, every time he's in the lineup, he's in the ninth spot. How do you, I don't know who the manager is for the, the Oakland Athletics, but who, what are you thinking putting a guy who's batting 310, putting him in the ninth spot? I, I don't, I don't understand it. <laughs> I think a lot of times uh, with catchers, and he's plays catcher, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of times with catchers, they really try to watch the miles on catchers. Um, and they, they don't want to wear them out because they do have such a strenuous job behind the plate. And they're, you know, they're they're like the coach on the field when they're thinking about things and, and, and so forth out there. They're trying to trying to communicate with the pitcher, trying to put the infield in the right position. They do a lot of things out there. And I don't know, maybe that guy just can't handle everything every night. And it might be a ratty lefty matchup, too, where he's he, and maybe he only bats against, or plays against left handers or plays only against right handers. I don't know. But that would be very frustrating to me as well. That's all because if you got a good catcher and you can't play him, it just gets so aggravating because you want to play him every single day. And you, you kind of hope that the other catcher gets hurt just so the other guy can get more playing time. <laughs> well, and then I understand that he's not going to get as many at bats being a catcher, but the, their other catcher is Nick Hundley and the guy's batting in like mm-hmm. the one, the one hundreds. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why even try to, I mean, I know you got to give Fagley, arrest every once in a while because he's a catcher and and everything but 
I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I was I didn't pay attention to baseball that much when I was younger. But I don't remember seeing catchers out out that much. I mean, I remember watching Mike Piazza when I was a oh. kid, and I'm right. he, I felt like he played every game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so I, Brandon, that's why I don't understand. Brandon, do you still have the the poster of um that that uh, New York Met catcher? Who did you just say it was? Mike Piazza. Piazza. Oh, Mike Piazza. I, I do. do. You still have the poster of Mike Piazza with his mullet? Do you with still the, have that? Yes, with his long flowing curly hair. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I used to love Mike Piazza because I I grew up a Dodger fan and he yeah. started with the Dodgers and yeah. I used to I just loved that guy. Yeah, that, but that, you know guys like that like why don't we have catchers like that anymore? <laughs> how, yeah. how, how do you grow up a Dodgers fan? I'm from Los Angeles. I'm, well, I'm not from Los Angeles. I'm from California. So I, I'm just messing with you. Too, <laughs> that that is I get, why I got. I, oh, I live in the South now, so everybody asks me why I'm oh. why I'm an LA fan. So okay. Uh, well, listen, thank you both for joining doc? me tonight. Uh, this, this has been a good show, and I appreciate you all's effort for being here. We will join you again on Sunday night uh, live from the Frenemy Studios. And I want to, once again, thank Brandon for getting the music. Thanks to that little lady who helped me figure out how to edit things. Um, Tim, I appreciate you, and I'm glad you got that off your chest. I don't want you to carry that in, <laughs> in there for the weekend on that. Good uh, luck to both of you as you play each other, I guess. So I, good luck to both of you. But uh, you can reach us, fantasyfrenemies, at yahoo.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at fantasyfrenemies. And you can download us. You can subscribe us on all things. But Podbean is where we're going right now. But you can get us on uh, iTunes. You can get us on iTunes. You can get us on Spotify. Just anywhere you, you can try to get us. Just just Google us up in there. Fantasy Frenemies. Spell Frenemies. F-R-I-E-N-E-M-I-E-S. And uh, whatever you do, please like us, subscribe to us, and download us. And we really appreciate you listening. Thank you.